We're learning Pasha, as is our tradition. Like I always tell you, the one advantage I have when it comes to the Pasha class is that I get to pick the topic. <laughs> and um, I choose what interests me. And if it doesn't interest you, I'm sorry. You can always come back next week or next year and we'll try something different. I mean, you find a Pasha in Teda that doesn't have a lot of different things within it. Every single word in the Teda is a diamond. It's a door that opens up many doors that open up many additional doors that reveal infinite wisdom, infinite secrets. Pasha's Ekev, of course, is no exception. There are many different ideas in the Pasha that are so meaningful and so prominent and so important. And one of the ideas, which is Remes, in this week's Pasha, the Gemara says, we learn from this week's Pasha, is the idea of Chayav Adam Lovorech Meya Brochas Bechol Yom. The Gemara says, and the halacha is, it's brought in Shulchan Aruch, that a person is supposed to say a hundred brachas every single day. Now during the week, that's not such a big problem. If you have in Shachas Mincha Maidev, for sure. Shachas Mincha Maidev is 57 brachas by itself. And then you add Sheva Yaymi Laltiha. You have the brachas of Krishna in the morning and at night is seven more. You have 64. Then you add the brachas Shachar and you add Baruch Sha'omar and Yishtabach and you got another 20 approximately, whatever it is. I forgot the exact numbers, but the numbers are enumerated. And you have Bech Satera, and then of course most people eat. <laughs> right? And the way the Chazal bring it is you have eight brachas for each meal, because the Chazal assume that you're washing for bread and you're eating bread, that's two. And then you're benching, which is four more. And of course you're going to bench on the kos. So you're going to have Be'er Piyagofan and Alagefan, that's eight brachas times two is 16. So you have no trouble getting to 100. As a practical matter, all the brachas that we make before and after the meals, the food that we eat, especially since, of course, we, our generation is defined by, we don't have three meals a day, we have, we eat whenever we want to. And then, of course, people use the Beisakise and so forth. So to get to 100 brachas on Shabbos on the weekdays is not so difficult. Shabbos, of course, this is more complicated because instead of 19 brachas, you have only seven. And there are various different things that people do as solutions to getting to 100 brachas, such as besomim, or eating little fruits here and there during the course of the day. And one of the eights which is brought is to listen to Chazar Sashat. If you listen to the Chazar, you can count those, at least by the Yevid, to your cheshpen of, uh, of meya brachas, of 100 brachas. But it says in the Gemara that you're supposed to say 100 brachas every single day. There is a medrash which I'm going to show you soon that suggests that David HaMalach was the one who enacted the idea of saying 100 brachas every single day because during the lifetime of David HaMalach, 100 Jews were dying each day in a plague, in a magefa. And David HaMalach figured out that the solution to this dilemma was the meya bracha, the saying 100 brachas. So that's what tonight's class is about. So I put the chumash on the front page because it's a Pasha class, but we're not going to read any of the Mepharshim on the first page because none of the Mepharshim make reference to the Meya Brachas. So let's read the first Pasuk on page 1. Va'ata Yisrael, and now Yid. And now, as opposed to later, as opposed to before, Yid. What is God asking of you? Ki'im only to fear God, to walk in all of His ways, and to love Him, to serve, to worship, to labor for your God, with all your heart and all your soul. So the Pasuk is saying, what does Hashem want from us? Yiras Hashem, Halicha Bedracha, Avas Hashem, and Avoid Hashem, That's that's quite a load, yeah. Sounds like all Hashem wants from you is kach v'kach, and then he lists four or five different things. But the way the Pesach is understood is, this is one of those rare, what you would call rhetoric or rhetorics. Now the Torah doesn't say, do this. The Torah says, what does Hashem want? And answers its own question. What does Hashem want from you? He wants from you to do kach v'kach. You don't have often in the Torah 
where the, the Torah speaks to us in the form of Shaila Chuba. In other words, what, do I, what am I telling you? I'm telling you kach v'kach, rather than simply say, the Abishter wants you to do such and such. And if we have a Gemara, turn to page 2. The Gemara says in Masech Menachas, it's near the bottom of the page, Tanya Hoya Rab Meir The Tanya Rab Meir used to say, a Jew has an obligation to read a hundred brachas each day. And it says in the Pasuk, now Jew. What is Hashem asking from you? Stop. Okay? Let's read the Gemara one more time. Tanya says, A Jew has to read a hundred blessings a day. That says, what is Hashem requesting of you? Now, where do you have in those words anything that alludes to a hundred brachas? So, first of all, you look in Rashi, which is on the left side. So he answers, read it as though it says a hundred. In other words, one of the various different methods which is the basis for Teresh Abal Peh which is Doirish Teresh Abiksav is the derech that's called Al Tikri Al Tikri don't read Mo Elameya read a hundred Al Tikri Mo Hashem Elokech Hashem Elokech this is what Ashi says so the positive Va'ata Yisrael Meya Hashem Elokech Hashem Elokech even though in the Chumash it says Ma, what is Hashem asking of you? But of course, as I'm mentioning to you, since the Torah used this most unusual form, which is rhetoric, by asking a question and answering its own question, so the Gemara learned this unusual form has to be read as an altikiri, even though it says in the Pasuk Ma, in other words, even though it says in the Pasuk a question, it's really a statement. The Ebesha asks from us a hundred brachas. This is what Rashi says. Now, those of you who know me know that I am absolutely terrible at suspense. I don't want to keep secrets at all. Consequently, I'm just going to tell you that in the Maimah, which is the end of the stack, beginning probably on page 10 or 11, the Rebbe says a cloud, a rule in Tere Shabal Peh, that whenever you have an Al-Tikri, you read both. Whenever you have in the Gemara, like for example in the morning before Oleinu, al-tikra bo'noyich, el-a-boy-noyich, so it's not one or the other, it's rather in the Lekutetere in last week's Pasha, in Pasha's Vazchanam. In the mind of Yadayte, you have al-tikra bo'noyich, el-a-boy-noyich, which is bin and chachma for those who are keeping score at home. Um, but you don't read, there's no al-tikra in the Gemara, Rashi says, kri be'imei. How do you spell what? Al Tikri. Al Aleph Lamad is one word. And Tikri is Tof Yud Kufresh Yud is another word. So when you have an Al Tikri, you read both. In other words, don't read Maya, read also I'm sorry, don't read Ma, read Maya also. In other words, that the Maimon is gonna teach us there's actually a connection between the word Ma and the word Maya, it's rather than one simply replacing the other. Now on the left side of the page you have Tysis. And Tysus has four different thoughts about this question of Shmeya Brachat B'chalyin. Look at the Tysus where you see the scribble provided for by you truly. How do you have in the Pasuk? Says the word shayel should be written with a vav. Normally shayel of the Torah would be written shin aleph lamed. Says Rabbi Nutam, in this rare or this one instant, you spell the word shayel with a vav, and what happens then is, If you'll take the whole pasuk of Atiyasol, which is quite a long pasuk, and count the letters, they'll add up to 99. But the first shot in Tosis is, by adding the Vav to Shoyal, it becomes a hundred. So this word Shoyal is read with a Vav, 
And Ba'at Yisrael, Mo'avayi Lekech Hashem Le'imach, when you add the Vav to the word Shoyel, it provides you with a message, with a subliminal message. And the message is that you have to read a hundred brachas every day. That's the first insight into Taisus. On the right side. No, 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 not Gematri, not the numerical equivalent. The number of letters in the Pasuk. V'yash Mepharshim. A second idea brings Rabbi Nutam, and this is brought by other Mepharshim as well. One of the many, many different alphabets which are brought down in Sfarim, especially the Sefer Yitzira. Sefer Yitzira writes that there's 231 different olive bases. One of the classic olive bases which you have in Chumash in a number of places in Rashi is Atbash. The olive base of Atbash said that there's a connection between the first letter and the last letter. Between the second letter and the second to the last letter. So an aleph is exchanged with a tuf, a bay is exchanged with a shin, a gimel is exchanged with a reish, a dal is exchanged with a kuf, a hay is exchanged with a tzaddik, a vav is exchanged with a pei, and so forth. So mem is exchanged with yud, and hay is exchanged with tzaddik. So ma, instead of a mem, you have a letter yud, which is 10. Instead of a hay, you have a letter tzaddik, which is 90. 90 plus 10 is 100. So the rem is in the word ma, but it's concealed. It's not overt. It's underneath. According to the alphabet of Atbash, Ma equals 100. This is the second insight of Taisus. Now, Ubekuntaris Pirish. Taisus quotes Rashi, who gave us a third interpretation. Taisus actually spells out the Altikri instead of reading Ma, which means what? Read Meya, which means a hundred. Kloimat in different words. Shachayev kuv brachas. One is obligated to say one hundred brachas. And finally, a fourth interpretation of Taisvis for Yeshma Farshim. And the other interpretation is very, very simple. When you read a pasuk that has ninety-nine letters, in other words, it's one away from a hundred. It's one away from perfection. And the pasuk says, Mo Hashem Hashem imach. What does the Eibushter asking of you? So we presume it means the Eibushter is asking you, make me whole. A pasuk with ninety-nine letters is missing one. So the Eibushter is saying to the Yid, please make me whole. Vechikaris meya. And when we say a hundred brachas, had a kulan, you have all of the words. Or to say it differently, when instead of the word ma, you read. When you add the Aleph to the Ma, Ma Ma by itself is two letters. When you add the Aleph to the Ma, you have a third letter, it equals to 100. So these are various different meanings or insights into how you get this uh, idea. But be that as it may, what's going to happen is, I I actually, if I count it correctly, 13 different thoughts. (laughs) Some explain the mathematics, some explain the meaning behind it. 13 different thoughts, and I have more at home of the significance of this remez, how it adds up to the chazal of Meya Barachat B'chol Yerim. Now turn to page 3. Page 3, this is Agodas Mahar Shah. I have in my house a sefer which somebody made, which is a compilation of the Mahar Shah on the Chumash. The Mahar Shah was one of the greatest commentaries ever. The Moshe, uh, Forgetting the word, the Idlis uh, is his name. He lived a while before the Balshemtiv. The Balshemtiv said about the Maharsha, if we would know the holiness of the Maharsha, we would eat the dirt from his grave. The Balshemtiv said, if we would know the holiness of the Maharsha, what may guess in the Shtoyp from Zankev? Could you imagine? The Maharsha. The Maharsha wrote two Sfarim. One is called the Kute Halachas, which is a commentary on Shas, explaining the Gemara, and the other called the Kutiyah Goddess. Chidushi Halachas and Chidushi Goddess, pardon me. Chidushi Halachas means the Marsha's commentary on the Shas, interpreting Gemara, Rashi, and Taisvis. The Marsha is one of the most basic commentaries that Bacham and Yeshiva learn to help them resolve the lemmas in Gemara, Rashi, and Taisvis. And then on those parts of the Gemara, which are more Agoda, Drush, he wrote a separate sefer called Chidushi Goddess. So the Marsha wrote two separate Sfarim, and he requested, before he passed away, that when they print them, they should print them as a tandem. They should print them together. So in the regular Shasana, any Gemara, the Chedush Allah, the Chedush Masha is all together. 
the only thing is that they're in different type. One is in a larger type, one is a smaller type. So you'll have on each page, you'll have all the Chadush Allahs and then you have Chadush Allah and then you have So somebody took out of all the Mashas Agodas and Shas according to the state of the Psukim of the Tayyid. So we're going to read now a Shtikal Masha on this Gemara. The Gemara says that you have to say 100 brachas every day based on the Possum. Va'ata Yisro. Okay? And we're going to read where I made the hay. You see where I made the hay and the vov? You see it? Between Rashi and Taisvis, you had four different thoughts about what's the cheshpin of how you have in this pasuk the remes from Meya Brachas. So the Masha brings Rashi and Taisvis and he says, listen, if Rashi and Taisvis wouldn't say their piece, I would say something different. And this is what he says. What is the simple translation of the word ma? The koi milas ma akim right? Hashem says to us, Moshe tells us, what does Hashem want from you? He only wants Yira, right? Now, of course, this is another whole class which I'm going to put in my folder to do next year. We'll see if I get around to it, what Hashem's up. This is the famous Tanya Perek Membeis, right? What is Hashem requesting of you? Only to fear God. Since when is fearing God a small matter? Everybody knows that fearing God is an awesome matter. And what is the Gemara's answer? In yes, remember that Gemara in Tanya. For Moshe Rabbeinu, fear of heaven is a small thing. So the Rebbe says in Tanya, last time I checked, we're not Moshe Rabbeinu. How does it help me and you if for Moshe Rabbeinu, it is easy? So of course in Tanya, the Rebbe answers, Moshe Rabbeinu is an Ishama Klolos, is a general soul. And every Jew has Nitzot Mevachinas Moshe. A spark of Moshe Rabbeinu is Nishama. From which we have Das. And because of the Moshe and Kol Echad V'Yechad, the spark of Moshe Rabbeinu in each one of us that are able to have fear. But if you read the Pasuk basically, and now the Jewish people, now Israel, what does Hashem want from you? He only wants fear. So the Masha goes on this Pasuk, with the Gemara that says, I didn't know fear was easy, I thought fear was quite difficult. And he says, the Kasha and the Gemara asks, someplace else, he is it easy to fear God? The Gemara asks this question, so since the Gemara says, that Hashem says to Yidin, all I want from you is fear, and the Gemara says, excuse me, last time I checked, fear wasn't so easy, and the Gemara's answer is, Fear is not easy. It's easy for Moshe Rabbein. Right? Says the Masha, This is the reason we read The Abish that comes to him, all I want from you is to fear God. And all of us know that that's not so easy. So the Gemara says, when the Abish that makes a demand of Yidin, calls it easy, and we know it's not easy, we are compelled to say, there's got to be another insight. Don't read it as a rhetoric. What does Hashem want from you? Only to fear Him. I'll take it on my own. This is how you read the passage. What does Hashem want? A hundred brachas. That Hashem asks of you. Okay. And you separate it from the later words. Because Kiyim Liyida is not small, Kiyim Liyida is very, very big. So what you do is you answer one question by creating a new reading of the Pasuk. How could Meshach Rabbein tell Yidin all Hashem wants is fear when we know, as they say in Teenageville, fear isn't fair, <laughs> right? Instead you read it, Hashem wants me 100 brachas, that's reasonable, that's practical. That's realistic. The kiim liyira is not kiim. It's not easy at all. Kiim liyira is quite expansive and quite difficult and quite encompassing. So the chazal, because it seems to the chazal that the Avishtah is making a request that's unrealistic, we say And in the next paragraph, the mashah goes kabbalistic. And I gotta tell you. You know, when I prepare these classes, the first thing I do is choose a topic. And then I say a prayer. 
<laughs> the prayer has two parts. A, I'll find material. B, I'll be able to understand it and teach it. Um, and then I take out all my svarim and I copy pages. After I collect a whole stack of copied pages, then I start looking through them and I decide what to teach and what not to teach. And for every minute of talking, I do two minutes of preparation, minimum. I prepare for this class a very, very long time. Anyway, I started reading this hishtikel, and a flash went off my head. Ah! <laughs> the Shalom and Pasha's told us. What the Masha says here in five lines, the Shalom says someplace else in five pages. So I opened up the Shalom. The Shalom and Pasha's tell us. How am I going to find the Shalom and Pasha's tell us? I'm reading Pasha's Hekir. And sure enough, the Shalom, I don't even mention the Masha. A five-line Masha is literally, literally a five-page Shalom Kaddish. It just shows you when you read the Shalom, the Shalom goes Kabbalistic. You know, we, we're Lubavitchers, so we're all experts. We the Mashal's Kabbalah, and you say, I don't understand this Kabbalah. But this five lines is Mamish, Mamish. Arichet G'dayle in the Shalom, and Pashas told us, and the Shalom Pashas told us also connects it to this very end of Meir Baruchas So let's read it. According to Kabbalah, beside Nefesh Ruach Neshama, we all know that there's a mystical concept of three levels of the Neshama, known as Nefesh Ruach Neshama. Now, in Hasidus, when we talk about Nefesh Ruach Neshama, we talk about every Jew having all three, Nefesh and Ruach and Neshama. But in Zayhad, that's not the case. And you should know, when you study the Tanya, the Tanya's version of Nefesh Ruach Neshama is very, very, very different than the Maimodim's version of Nefesh Ruach Neshama. The Tanya's Nefesh Ruach Neshama is consistent with Zayah's Nefesh Ruach Neshama. It's very different than the later Mamari Hasidim. The way it doesn't say it is, it's the minor Lashon. You say when you go to the oil, that every Jew has Nefesh. If you're Zoyche, you have Ruach. Ruach is already a Madrigas Tzadik, like it's Merumas in Tanya, Saf, Perik, Yud, Dalad. And if you're especially Zoyche, you even have the Madrig of Neshama. Every Jew has Nefesh. Special people, it's Avabay that needs its Mabachinus Ruach, shall Nishmas Eizet Tzadik. Ruach is already a Madrig of Tzadikim. And the Shama is a very, very high madrig. In other words, in the average Jew, what's in the goof is only nefesh. By bigger people, it's ruach. By the biggest people, it's neshama. Parenthesis. Achsid Shavuot. Yeah, I'd say 15 years ago, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, they printed the Sikhs from Friedrich and Rebbe from the first years of his Nesias. 1920 to 27. And any person who comes to these classes knows that whatever I read, you have to hear about it. It's just the way it works. So at the time, I was repeating to you those sikhs. And uh, the, when the Friedrich Rebbe first became an Rebbe, the signet, the language that he employs, is quite extraordinary. Very, very different than our Rebbe. There's different, very powerful expressions. And one of the expressions that Rebbe says about himself, Friedrich Rebbe says about himself, it's not such a big deal, I'm not such a great man, he says. So, Sachakal Ayid, was by M the Eid and Neshama is made begili beguf. Those are the words the Friedrich Rebbe used. All I am is a Jew whose light of the Neshama is shined in a revealed way in the body. And of course, when I read it, I was upset. Why? Because the Rebbe is Yechida. That's what I say, Neshama. That's cheap. <laughs> He's underselling himself. But okay, I, I did get over it. I didn't get over it. But the Madrega of Neshama, the way it's understood in Zoyhar, is not the Madrega of Stam Tzadikim, it's the Madrega of Tzadikim Gedeli. So now, when you understand this position, which is really the classic Kabbalistic position, as opposed to what you're used to in Hasidism, that every Jew has only nefesh. Some yidn azaycha also to ruach, and some, some yidn azaycha also to neshama. So now read this, these five lines of uh, Marsha, that these three madregas of nefesh, ruach, and neshama are dimian, kain, and levi, v'yisrael. Not that there's three different Jews, Kay and Levi Yisrael, but each Jew has three layers. The Yisrael within a Jew, the Levi within a Jew, and the Kay within a Jew. The Lekach Havomei which is the Cheshman of a hundred Brachas. Okay? And here's the mathematics. Shemaisem and Amaisem Mehem Yobel Chelek HaNeshama. Of these a hundred Brachas, one of them is for Neshama. Brach Achas, it's one blessing, because Shehi... The level of the neshama, that's the madrege, which is what you and I call yechida, the masha calls uh, neshama. So you have a hundred brothers corresponding to three madreges, nefesh, ruach, and neshama. 
And basically what he's saying is that the nefesh is a hundred, ruach is ten, and the neshama is one. So we're saying a hundred brachas. The hundred brachas are, as you'll see soon in the tziyuni, are vessels, are kalim, for the hundred aspects that exist in nefesh. But when you say the hundred brachas, in addition to making a vessel, for the hundred aspects there is in the nefesh, you're also making a vessel for the ten aspects there is in the ruach, and the one aspect exists in the shaman. What it's like, is like you have in the Mamarim of Hanukkah. Right? What happened in Hanukkah? They found one jug of oil, remember that? Pach, echot, shemen, munach, They found one jug of oil. How does Hasidus explain it? It's the madrega of Achas. It wasn't one jug of oil, it was a singular jug. It's the madrega of the Nish of Kedusha, which cannot become Tomit. So it's not just that Kayin is one, Levi is ten, and Shabbat is a hundred. Kayin is the madrega of unity. Unity means above division. So when you're saying a hundred brachas, the hundred brachas on the one hand correspond to Nefesh, and then it also provides ten for Ruach. And one for Neshama. This is why the one is missing from the hundred. Why does the Pasuk have 99 letters, not 100 letters? In other words, the Masha is going like the second interpretation of Tesmas. The fourth interpretation. Not that you have to read Shell with a Vav. But you read Shell without a Vav. And therefore there's only 99 letters. Because the hundredth letter is the Pintli Yid. The one letter that is missing is the singular bracha, which is, as the Tzayuni calls it, the keli for the madrega of neshama. He besayed a neshama mimal. That's the neshama. So we say 99, there's 99 letters in the Pasuk which correspond to the 99 brachas, which are needed for the Yisro and that are needed for the Levi. The hundredth letter which corresponds to the hundredth bracha or the singular bracha, this is the madrega of the neshama. So the one, um, one letter that is missing from the Pasuk, who makes up that hundredth letter? The Jew. You are the hundredth Baruch. Okay? And he said, this is Lira Hashem agreement. It is from that Madrega that Yira is easy. Moshe Rabbeinu says, the Pasuk says, and the Gemara explains, in the Gabi Moshe, Yira Hashem is easy. The idea that Yira Hashem is easy, that is because of the Madrega of the Neshama, which is the missing letter in the Pasuk, which corresponds to the hundredth uh, Baruch. Why do you say that Nefesh is a hundred? It needs a hundred vessels, is what it is. It's not the mathematics, it's not the Gemata. It needs a hundred vessels, ten times ten. O Bezula Aleph. And the deficiency of the Allah, who Masha made our lover cotton, that it shows on something small. And I, I don't know how to read these words, but I'll assume that it means that the hundredth letter is tiny because it goes on the Madrega, which is total humility before the Abishta. With the letter Aleph, it becomes a hundred. Beside Ik, what does Ik mean? One, ten, a hundred. You have Ik, you have Allah, you have Kuf, Beis, Chaf, Reish, Gimel, Lamid. Shin and so forth. And according to the Cheshmer of Ik, you have one, ten, and a hundred. Correspond to Kayin, Levi, and Yisrael. So the Ebesha says, say a hundred brachas. The, there's a connection between the saying a hundred brachas and the Kiyim, Liyira. And what is that? Count up this Pasuk. Notice there's one missing. The one that's missing is the Madreg called Neshama. And that's how it's possible to have Yira Sashem. So in a five-line Masha, you have a very wonderful, mystical interpretation. And if you'll turn to page 6, you'll read the same in more detail. This is a Tiyuni. Tiyuni is a pretty old Kabbalah Sefer. It's been around for a long time, way before Dariza. And he wrote a commentary on Chumash. And he says, Mamish, the same thing that the Masha said. Now, whether the Masha, the Masha was probably 300 years after the Tiyuni lived. Whether the Masha saw the Tiyuni or didn't see the Tiyuni, he doesn't quote him. Okay, but he also talks about the idea of a hundred. Key. Look at my first arrow, please. You see my first arrow? Key. You see? Key, right here. Kol bracha yeshlamayin umokit. Every blessing has a fountain and a source. Mimashi nishpaz venayatelis. From where it is flowing and emanating. Kikolachas meyud svidis. Each one of the ten svidis. Kluluba yud has ten aspects within them. Vehema kufsha adam. Shemotza yitzchak, which corresponds to the idea that yitzchak 
gives Maiser and he gets a hundred times as much. Vehein and the hundred sources of blessing, which are the ten sweetest times ten, are Hamaayones Vahashaorim, the fountains and gates, Shesovev Shari Tzedek, which surround the gates of Tzedek. Tzedek for those who care is Malchus, Shemisham Baracha Yetzel Veshafal Elim, for blessing and flow comes to the world. So there's a hundred, so to speak, sources of goodness that the Abishta gives us. And the way he explains it, okay, not him, somebody else explains it, I forgot who, but someone else explains it. And these are like making Caleb. Since the Abishta has a hundred sources of, what does he call it? Shefa and Ha'atzolo, which comes from the higher words and lowest words, we say a hundred brachas in order to be able to receive them. That's how we understood. In other words, the hundred brachas are Caleb for the hundred forms of Ashpa, which the Abishta gives, and he connects it to the Ma'as Adon. Vesimen go to the next arrow, Nefesh Ruach Neshama. And Nefesh Ruach Neshama corresponds to Yisrael Kayan Levi. I don't know why he puts it in this order. And he goes on to bring the Pasuk, and the Pasuk says as follows If a Jew gets a hundred, how much does he give a Levi? Ten. If a ten gets, if a Levi gets ten, how much is the Levi giving the Kayan? One. It's called Maisem and a Maisem. There's something called Trumas Maisem. The Abish that gives the Yid a hundred, the Yid gives the Levi ten, and the ten, ten the Koyin, the Levi gives the Koyin uh, one. And if you look at the second column, second line, it says, the Im'ein me'eli Yisrael, if Jews don't have a hundred, and Yud l'levim, the Levi won't have ten, ve'in echad l'koyin, the Koyin won't have one. Ve'nisparda achavila, so the package comes apart, ve'ein keili oi, there ceases to be vessels, l'harik bracha, into which the blessings flow. So a Yid says a hundred brachas, which means Kabbalistically, the Madrega of the Neshamu, which is Nefesh, has a hundred brachas. So that the Madrega of the Neshamu, which is Ruach, has its ten brachas, and the Madrega of the Neshamu, which is Neshamu, has its one. One is not less than ten. Ten is not less than hundred. To the contrary, it's more unified, it's a higher Madrega, and that's the significance of saying a hundred brachas to be able to receive the hundred blessings which the Abishta gives. Okay, Vechain, similarly, Zeh. Remain Han Nefesh. If the level of the neshama called nefesh is not mevadechet v'chayei mei abrachas, doesn't say a hundred brachas. Lo yagia yud l'ruach, ruach won't get ten. Ukishein ruach makabel yud, and if the ruach doesn't have ten, ein echad the neshama. The neshama doesn't have one. Ubachein anachnu chayavim. It's compulsory upon us. Likshet hanefesh beruach to connect nefesh to ruach. V'aruach the neshama, the ruach to the neshama. V'nashama v'shamizbarach hanashama the eibishted, and that's what's accomplished by saying a hundred brachas. So a hundred brachas means making a hundred vessels. And your hundred vessels are on the outside a hundred, on the inside ten, and on the very essence one. And the remez of the one letter being missing in that pasuk is to demonstrate that, the, like the, like the Masha himself said, that the hundredth bracha is actually the Yid himself. The Yid of Hashem of the Yid. I'm sorry. So people know that they're a little lady, they only have to the ten. No, 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 no. Kayan lady and Yisrael are three people. There are three levels in each of us. Some of us are Kayanim, some of us are Levim, and some of us are Yisraelim. But all of us have three levels of Kayan, Levi, and Yisraelim. Now on page four, you have the Ben Yehiyadu. The Ben Yehiyadu is the Ben Ishchai, Rabbi Yosef Chaim, from Baghdad. This week in the Kfar Chabad, they had a whole write about a Yid who passed away. His name was, I think, Simintov. Moshe Simintov. They, they tell stories about him, about the Ruach HaKadosh Goli. Lubavitcher Chassid Asfadi from Morocco, very close to the Baba Sali. And uh, people say, Pasha, that he, man, the man, you would come to him, and he, before you would ask a question, he would answer you. Mamish, Ruach HaKadosh Goli, he passed away now in his throat. One of his children-in-law, one of his sons-in-law and daughters, are Shluchim in Greece. And he's very, very proud of them. And... Um, and uh, so they have a whole write-up about him. So he's one of his son-in-laws. He has several son-in-laws who are Lubavitch Chesidim. Maybe one of his sons also learned to Lubavitch. But Ayid Amakubal, very close to the, the, the Mordechaliyahu, said about this Rav Simitov, that their souls are connected. And they passed away within days of each other, Mamish. The 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 told his aidim, your father-in-law me is So he thought 
that it was a uh, you know, So when he came home, he walks into the house, his father tells him, do me a favor, take out this and this saver. Look what it says in this and this page. He didn't say a word to his father-in-law. He opens up this and this saver, this and page, there's a whole what is the meaning of an afshik shara ben afshik? The son-in-law was shaken. He didn't tell his father-in-law what the Remot Chalyo had said. He simply came into the house so he wanted to see if his father-in-law knew that his, just that day, so he picks it up from the Sefer and the Shver Gishmechel. His father-in-law was smiling. What can I tell you? Anyway, so this is the... Don't worry about it. So, so, he was once talking to his father-in-law, his Adim, whose name is Kaplun. And he tells him, Something about the Benish Chai. The Benish Chai says some things, and Shvet tells him, Ha Benish Chai Hayach Abadnik. Ha Benish Chai Hayach Abadnik. If you ever read the Benish Chai, the Benish Chai quotes the Alter Rebbe constantly. The Benish Chai was a Sardi. So his Shvet was also a Sardi. Tells him, Ha Benish Chai Hayach Abadnik. Anyway, the Benish Chai wrote, I think, a hundred or eighty something. It was a good Shabbat day. Last year was the hundredth yard site. He passed away Samach Test, nineteen oh nine. And I spoke about Agrada last year a little bit. He has many, many, many svarim of all types, halacha and chuvis and drush. And he also has chidot. He has riddles which he made for children. And he also has, amongst other things, one of the best pirushim and agayos hashas is in the Ben Ishchai, called Ben Yehiyod. And he, this is the Gemara Mesechte Menachas. And he says several different pshatim on this here Indian. Okay? So if you're looking on page 4, you see a Zion and a Ches and a Tes. So we're going to read them. Kasu Ataisis Pirish Bakuntiris. You hear your reading? You see what I'm reading? Over here. Taisva says that Rashi says, Al Tikri Ma'alameya. I interrupt. That instead of reading Ma, you should read Meir. So the Ben Yehuda says, "What kind of business?" He says, "I'll take the Ma la Meir." It's very simple. Kitevas Ma Yeshlo Misper Koylo. In the rules of Gematria, there's something called Misper Koylo. In other words, I, I'm not a Makobum, but the Ben Yehuda was. And in Kabbalah, when you add up words, numbers, you can also add the word itself on top. So Ma is two letters. Plus the word ma becomes a third. Shehu echot kemishpat kol mispat, which is a rule about all numbers. Sheesh lechad yes, I already have an additional number. Vim teisef al ma. If you add one letter to ma, you'll get a hundred. Or to say it slightly differently, the whole pasuk as a unit becomes the hundredth letter. But baruchalayf and al tikin ma lemeya. Instead of reading ma, which is the word, you add ma plus one equals me. But the Ben Yehuda says two more thoughts about this uh, question. That whenever you have an Al Tikri, don't read Ma, read Meir. Why does the Gemara say don't read Ma, read Meir? And how does the Gemara make that determination? And of course, the answer is. The reason the Chazal say don't read Ma, read Meir is because the Pasuk, the way it's written, has a question on it. And what is the question? The question is the one I shared with you before. Since when is fear of God easy? It's easy. But that's an answer which is a non-answer. You know? The Torah says, "Mo Hashem alakei Hashem meimach." What is Hashem demanding of you? Ki im liyira only to fear the Eibushtad. And the answer is, for Meishar Rabbeinu, it's easy. I'm not Meishar Rabbeinu. So therefore, the Gemara has no choice, or the Chazal have no choice, since the simple reading of the pasuk remains problematic. You read the pasuk and you say, "How could this be? How can Eibushu have yiras Hashem?" And the answer is, "Al Tikri," because of this question. Instead of reading Ma, you read Meya. Uh, Okay? To be careful for 100 brachas every day. Saying 100 brachas a whole day is a segula to have Hashem, and that's easy. 
to tell a Jew have fear of God, see, answer him not Moses, not Meshadabin. But to say a hundred brachas, those can yedere, and if a person is killed a hundred brachas, I'll have yedere And you know what? Mezetas ben It's a vivid fact. How many people do you walk, see walking around with calculators counting a hundred brachas? I know one such person. But I had a conversation last night with some girls. I gave a class to some girls last night on brachas. And in my mind, this is a continuation to last night's class, although it's a different audience. And I told them something very, very real. Our parsha is Vahoya Ekev. Right? What is one of the lessons of Vahoya Ekev? Says Rashi. Mitzvah Sha'adam Dosh Ba'akeva. Mitzvah that people have a tendency to trample with their feet. And Chazal said, Rashi says, that Vahoya Ekev Tishma, when we pay attention even to mitzvahs that people normally trample upon, and Hashem is going to be all the brachas in the world. One of the things which for so many people is difficult is not forgetting to say brachas. Some people eat and forget to make brachas, and many people, perhaps even more people, forget to the bench. They forget to bed in the fashion, forget to nala michya, and sometimes even the real bench. One of the things, I tell the girls, I'm telling it to you too, that is a great way to develop Yeris Hashem, especially if children, one of the things that little kids it goes into their subconscious, it goes into their soul, it defines them as God-fearing people, is if they're trained to be particular about making when they're eating a snack, and afterwards saying, because broches you do on the run. It's the old thing. You're, you're identified most by the things you do reflexively. We're not identified by things you do deliberately, you are what you are based on the things you do without thinking about them. And brachas is one of those things. You should, you, brachas should be spontaneous. They should be instantaneous. So the Ben Yehuda says, the Gemara says, it's easy to have Yeris Hashem. If you have a hard time with that, you have a simple tenet. Al-Tikre. Ma'alameya. You want to have Yeris Hashem? Make a hundred brachas a day. You'll see. <laughs> It'll bring the Yeris Shamayim. And in the words of the Ben Yehuda, the Ben Shchai, Venakuf. And in the next paragraph, he brings another pshat. This is already our shtikla demes. What is the remez of the word meya? He says that meya is a rashetevis of a kenim You see, I'm reading what I underlined. You see it? The next paragraph, where the test is, where the words are underlined, that the nirmaz be'ezi is meya. In the word meya, in the letters of the word meya, v'hinche sarach levarach b'shem u'malchus, that when you say a bracha, it's say God's name. Ki meya is rashetevis of a kenim because you may think that a person should say Baruch Atah The word Meya includes that you have to not only say a Baruch but you say a Baruch you have to mention the Eibishter's name and you have to also mention Malcha the Eibishter is the king of the world. So these are some more details about this idea of saying a hundred Baruchas every day. Now page 5. Page 5 is a Mach Zavitri but it's really originally uh, a medrash. It's a medrash. Rav and Pashas Kedach, I believe. It's Tanchul of Pashas Kedach and Medrash Rav and Yitzchak Chafalaf. Okay. It says footnote 7. Um, let's read the second paragraph, please. You see the second arrow on page 5. This is the very beginning of the Machzaviti. I don't have time to elaborate, but I once bought a whole bunch of different sadurim with a dream of giving classes on Siddur. The dream has not materialized, but the sadurim I have. And one of the things that I discovered is you must understand that the word Siddur itself has evolved. Today, the word Siddur means a prayer book. A few hundred years ago, the word Siddur meant a guide to life according to the order of time. Rashi has a Siddur. Did you know that? Rashi Siddur doesn't have a single word of davening. Rasag has a Siddur. Rabbi Amram Gon is the exception. In the olden times, a Siddur was not Nusach. Siddur was Pashat Minhagim. Like a Kitzah Shochon Narach. Starting from the beginning of the day. And I found that all the Rishonim, all the Rishonim, Rashi, the Machzevitri, the Rasag, the Rekeach, the Rekeach is on the next page. 
all begin their siddur with the first, what's the first thing they bring in their siddur? That you should say, It's very interesting. At the, the opening salvo, these are Jews who didn't know about Maidani, you have to understand. This is, Maidani was only written in the Seder Ayyem. Seder Ayyem is another example of a siddur which doesn't have a nusach. But Seder Ayyem is a Talmud of the Arizal. I mean, Seder Ayyem is less than 400 years old, or a little more than 400 years old. We're talking 800 years ago. They all begin with Maya Brachas, and they bring the Gemara that we learned. And then they also bring a medish. With David, Melech, Yisrael, Tikkun, Oysam. You see what I'm reading? King David enacted the idea of saying 100 brachas every day. When he was informed by the inhabitants of Jerusalem, that every day 100 Jewish people died. So he made 100 brachas every day. As the Pasuk says, Um David ben Yishai, so says David the son of Yishai. Un Um so speaks the Gever, the man. And I'll throw it in. The word Gever connotes power, strength. And in Hasidus, Gever means the Madrega of Baal Tshuva, who come all that has erected, that has stood up, that has made steadfast all. Ayin Lamed. Ayin Lamed is a hundred. So there's three different interpretations of Ayin Lamed. One is it, Shehekim Oila Shal Tshuva, that's the Gemara says, he raised up the yoke of Tshuva. Another Chazal, which is less well known, is Shehekim Oila Shal Toira, and that was the Malach was raised up the oil of Toira, and who come all means, all is Begimatri, may I have all is a hundred. Every day a hundred Jewish people died, they didn't know why. He searched it out. He understood the divine inspiration. And enacted a hundred brachas every day. And uh, that's what he said, brachas every day. And then it says, those hundred brachas were forgotten. And the Anshik Nesagidele brought them back. There's a maimed from the Reb Marash, the famous maimed of Chayev Odom of Arach Meir Brachas Bechol Yeim from the Reb Marash, which is based on the Alter Rebbe's maimed in Bereshis and Tereir. Where he brings that the Alter Rebbe says that there were no brachas in the time of Bayes Rishon, only in the time of Bayes Sheni. And page 14 of your stack, I, I just copied a little bit of it. But don't go there. Um, the Alter Rebbe says in the time of their first Bayes Amitish, they didn't need brachas because godliness was revealed. When godliness was concealed, then they needed to have 100 brachas. So the Rebbe Marash says, wait a minute, doesn't the Medrash say that David al made 100 brachas? So he brings different shitas in Kabbalah, it becomes very complicated. But be that as it may, there is an opinion, there is a medrash that says that the hundred brachas started from David HaMelech. And remember, brachas are midr not midr But the presumption that's most widely held is the Gemara that we just mentioned from Sechta Menachas, not the medrash Rabin Terach. And accordingly, the idea of Meya Brachas was instituted during the time of the second base of Mikdash. But here you just learned another idea that there is a connection between saying brachas and stopping a magaif. People were dying. It was a plague. And the brachas ended the magaifa. And I don't know what's the connection. When you bless God, then the magaifa stops. I'll tell you a story with the Rechmaim and Amuzgim. And please don't ask me questions. Rameel Primishtana was a very big tzadah. This is Mamish, a Polish of what you've ever heard one. There's nothing Chabad in this vod, but it's a Maisef and a tzadik. Rameel Primishtana lived in Primishtana. And there was a magaifa. Children were dying. Every day there was another Levaya. So they came to the Meirel, they said, the Rebbe, children are dying, we need your help. So he opened up a Chumash. It punct happened to be Pasha's Tetzave. <laughs> and he read as follows. When you will give a command, as B'nai Yisrael, that Jewish children should be brought back to you, shaman. In Yiddish, shaman means Shame on you. Be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> when the Ebrister will give a commandment, that Yiddish should be brought back to the Ebrister prematurely. Shame in the Mexican shame in. You should be ashamed of yourself. And at the end of the story is the plague stopped. Now, I could say that Torah, but I can't make the plague stop. That's the they said that the Ebrister created the world with the Ezeser Shalteira and the Tzaddikim are Balabatim over the Ezeser Teira Mishtach Mishayman Veshem Aviyadak Eman Lechemetz Aviyadak They can be Mishana the Ezeser Maisa Bereshes So Shemin became Yiddish Shemin Ebrister be ashamed himself Maisa from Pelesher Ebbets Maisa from Tzaddikim So 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 Maisa from T
In any case, so David Amelech did the same thing. There was no Agaifa. He didn't tell the Abishah to be ashamed of himself. He gave the Abishah a hundred brothers. And the Pashtas, the Kavona is, you know, people die for different reasons. Some people die because the body is ill. Other people die because the Neshama doesn't have a reason to stay in this world. When you make brachas, you bring more Ebeshtas, into this world, you give the Neshama more reason to stay. But be that as it may, whether my pshat is correct or incorrect, this is a new insight when it comes to the Meya Brachas, the David HaMelech Institute, to say a hundred brachas, we have Now go to page seven. Page seven is the Rekeach, and the Rekeach quotes a medrash. The Rekeach is a giant. So the Rekeach's Pirush on Siddur, I'm, I'm not an expert, I didn't study the whole Siddur, but the Pirush excites me so much, because wherever you look at the Rekeach, the Rekeach was a Rishon, it was 800 years ago. When you look at his Nusach, it almost seems like the... He had the Avos Malta Rebbe Siddur. The Malta Rebbe Siddur was written 200 and something years ago, the Rekeach was. But it seems to me that the Rekeach was a great, great Kabbalist. A very, very famous Mekubal. And he writes as follows. He says, Thank the Abishta that the Abishta made us special and he made us holy and he brought us close to him and so forth and so on. And then it says as follows. I'm reading the words I underlined. Because we sinned, was destroyed. There's no altar and there's no sacrifice. But the Ebishta still wants the peace and success of his people. And therefore, Tzivanui therefore commanded us we should say a hundred brachas. Hashem promised Avram Avinu. He brings the passage. Avram says to the Ebishta How do I know that I'm going to inherit Eretz Yisrael? Avraham Avinu says to the Ebesh Master of the world inform me because of which merit my children will survive in this world so he answered him let's bring an animal a carbon Jewish people will bring carbonus and that's why they're going to survive just like it says b'chusar carbonus so Avraham says that's a good explanation for when the Beis Amikdash stands but what are Jewish people going to do when there's no Beis Amikdash so he told them instead of Karbanis, I'll say a hundred brachas. So Malani Aleim Kilukivu Lafanei Kolar Karbanis. I'll consider it as though they brought all the sacrifices. Lekach Tiknu Kuf Brachas. This is why we have a hundred brachas. And he says something very odd. Keneged Kuf Psukim Shiyesh B'Mikra, corresponding to the hundred Psukim in the Chumash Shebehem Kolar Karbanis, which have all of the Karbanis. And in footnote six, the mighty lawyer says, "You tell me which hundred Psukim count and which hundred Psukim don't count." So what is the Medish saying? Avram says, "What's Chus?" Are you going to survive? And the answer is Karbanes. What about Zman Agos? And he has the answer is Berachas. Now you have to understand the mysticism of this. Karbanes, sacrifice, is a tnu of going up. Berachas is a tnu of bringing down. So it's interesting that you can compensate Karbanes for Berachas. If it would say, Tfilois. Tfilois are also going up. Tfilois can get Karbanes Tikna. But brachet vashen hamshach, that a bracha replaces a carbon, is like milk replacing flesh. It's apples and orange. So I think that what he's saying is, in the time that the Beis HaMikdash, you didn't bring a carbon, and the schad of the carbon is a shuv. It's managolos, they cannot make the sacrifice, so let them make the bracha, let them bring it down without the sacrifice. In other words, or to say it perhaps in different ways, in golos, the golos itself is the carbon, and boy is it a bitter pill. Like basically all the Chassidish Yidin in Siberia used to describe Pesach in Siberia, he said we had no matzo, we had no wine, we had no nothing. Mudded as much as we wanted. <laughs> they didn't mean bitter herbs, they meant a miserable life. So in Vanagolos, the gold itself is the cotton. So bring say a bracha, the bracha is the hamshacha. This is what I'm thinking out loud. This is the Rekechs. It's not a new insight, it's just another insight into this whole issue. On page 12, I copy the Shacha Latero.
And he has two more insights. I'm sorry, page 8. I, I made a mistake. Page 8. I stand corrected. On page 8, I have the Shach al-Tayra. And he has two more commentaries on this Indian of a hundred brachas. And again, all of them are concerned, first of all, with the idea of a hundred brachas. And moreover, with the idea of al-tikir The Pasuk says, ma, we read it, ma'ya. Says the Shach, the Chazal omru mo'av al what does Hashem expect of you a hundred? And he translates as follows. The Jewish people denied the unity of God. The Aleph of the word Meir departed. And the Ma remained. So, yeah. Or Hashem is only asking of you Ma, even though you have defeated the Aleph. And he tells Yidin, Though you denied the unity of God, you still have 45 left. The Mili of Shem Avaya is uh, 46. If you spell Yudke Vavke with Alfin, it adds up to 46. So he says, 45 is one less then uh, 46, I suppose, plus the word is uh, 46, which corresponds to the Abish's name, even though the Aleph is missing. You do not have a Shalaylam, still you have a Shaykhaz Hashem Avayim. And if you write out the word Ma, Mem is 80, two Mems, and Hey Aleph is 6 is 86, which is Shem Alekim. So Ma by itself is the Mila Shem Avayim. The Mila of Ma is Shem Alekim. Spell out Shem Havayim. Unified with Shem Elikim as a way of correcting the fact that you don't have Aleph with your Yishalei. Let me read it inside. Almighty says, Atta now. And now means in Zman in Zman of Allah, Mizveh Stadium, when we deny the Luf Yishalei. Shem HaShashel Mimcho. He's asking from you, Ma, which is, Shetahapech Midyas Adin L'Rachmi. Transform judgment into compassion. So more. The Yidin originally had Meir. Meir means Ma plus the Eibishter. When Yidin denied the Eibishter, the answer is, say a hundred brachas. Because a hundred brachas combines Shema Vayu with Shema Lekim, which is Mam Tegdinim, which makes judgment sweet. And the way I understand this, Mam Chazal, and you can argue with me if you wish, you must understand that when it says over here, denying Achtos Hashem, it doesn't mean being an atheist. It means having a deficiency in our full belief in Ahsashem. And we all know that that's not so easy. Someone punches you in the nose and says, You didn't punch me, the Abishta punched me. Someone got rid steals your wallet. You didn't steal my wallet, the Abishta. That's called believing in Ahsashem. The Gemara says, A lot of us have a difficulty seeing that everything is the hand of God. And this is called pure idol worship. And the answer is, when we have a deficiency in our belief in the unity of the Eibishter, the hundred brachas sweetens the judgments which are the effect of that. This is one insight according to the Shachalatera of why we translate Ma into Maya a hundred brachas. And in the next paragraph he brings another idea. There's another pshat. When the Eibishter broke the luchas, The Gemara says that the Luchas had a very, very big nest. What was the nest? Luchas were carved through and through. Right? One of the letters of the Luchas is a Shlossmen. What's a Shlossmen? A circle with a spot in the middle. What happens if you take a stone and you carve it through and through like a Shlossmen? You can have a carving around and a piece in the middle. It should fall out. So in the cardboard tracing stations they have to make a little connection that the middle of the mem shouldn't fall out but the luchas didn't have a tracing connection so the Gemara says mm-hmm. the most overt miracle of the luchas was that the center of the mem and the center of the samach remained and when the luchas were broken they fell out in other words physically the Meshav broke the luchas mystically the luchas were broken from on high and the symptom of it is that the mem and the samach ceased to be suspended mem and samach is a hundred and that's the remez of a hundred brachas every day to correct the shattering of the luchas which had to do with the Yegel HaZohar. 
right? Ma means what did you ruin? Ma. Va'ata Yisrael Moshe. Hashem is asking you what did you ruin? Fix it. How do you fix it with the hundred brachas, which are madamas of the member in the Samach and the Luchas? And these two pshatim of the Shach are very consistent. Because the earlier pshat was where the Yid has a kfid and the Ebishtad, it's the same idea of Avedizal. So we have, if I count it correctly, 13 different commentaries, as I enumerated them, on this idea of saying a hundred brachas every day, beginning with Rashi's Altikri, continuing with the Shach's mystical interpretations. And now, we're ready for the Maimah Hasidus which is on page 9. And of course, the Rebbe asks the question, what's the connection between the word ma and the word meya? Because he holds that al-tikri doesn't mean one replaces the other, but rather that they are both read together. So the Rebbe is a very, very interesting title. He says ma means what? And he translates ma meaning what is dover cotton. A bit of a drop. Meya is a hundred. A hundred symbolizes a great number. So the Pasuk says, All the Ebishter wants is a little bit. And we say, Don't do a little bit, do a lot. A hundred. And that's the word. Hashem is asking you for a little bit, and you should do a hundred. Now understand that this little bit that the Ebishter demands of you is the same little bit that the Tzuyuni spoke about in the Mashab brought. That a little bit is the Yechidah Shabinefesh, or as it's called in this here, papers. The Madreg of Neshama, the one of the hundred is not less, it's actually more, it's a great concentration. And I'm thinking of it's not enough that you have a pintle yid. It's not enough that you have a neshama. Bring it down to a hundred means bring it down to the level of nefesh and bring it down to the level of ruach. And he brings a very famous title for the musician Magad. And maybe it's famous because of this maimah. Dovid the comes to the Ebishter and says, I want one thing. It's two weeks to Elul. We can the Mon and Elul. The Prelish I read saying, Ksiva Chasim and Tevet. David Amal tells the Abish that Achaz Sha'alti have one request. What is the request? Shifti Bevesh Hashem Koyimei Chai. Sit in the house of God all days of my life. Then what does it say? Lachaz is B'nei Hashem. To see the sweetness of God. Ulevake Be'echolei. To visit Him in His chambers. Ki it's B'nei Nibisuke. And so on. The Abish has to mention Abeinu to David Amal. Her nor David. You tell me you have one request and then you give me a laundry list. So what does Meshach Rabbeinu answer? I learned from you. You did the same thing. You told me, All I expect is Yiras Shemayim. And then he gave me a laundry list. And so on and so forth. You understand? David, David tells Hashem, I want to ask you one thing. He asks him a whole bunch. So when Hashem calls them on it, he says, I learned it from you. You say you want one thing, Yiras Hashem, and ask me a bunch of stuff. So what does the Al-Dreb explain in the Maimir? What kind of game is this? So how does Hashem do it? Hashem says, I want one thing from you, ask me for a whole bunch. And the Tedet is, the one thing encapsulates all the details. Yiras Hashem includes all the details. Similarly, the Achat Sha'alti David Al-Malach, which is Shifti Vevei Kol Yemechai, includes all the many different things. So it's true, he asks one request. But the one request has multiple manifestations. And the same is true, more goes on Dover cotton the Pintaliyid. I'll take it a more mayor. It's not enough that the Pintaliyid remains hidden, you have to reveal him in this world. And that's the Pshat in this Gemara. Hashem says to Yidin, Meshavim says to Yidin, Va'ata Yisrael, now Yidin, more Hashem alakach Hashemach. Hashem wants to be bottled. Hashem wants to reveal the Yiddish Abenefesh. And then it's Kiyim Liyido, all of Yiddishkeit. Vestach, Bocha Bakak Vamidin Alachas. The whole Yiddishkeit becomes Yiddish Hashem. Zog de Gemara Al Tikre. Ma, it's not enough, Yechida. It's not enough, Bittel. Elameya, you have to have a hundred. Why? Because the Yiddish Abenefesh, the Madrega of Ma and the Nishama is hidden. And he says a very fascinating commentary. What does the word Kriya mean? means to read, right? But Kriya also means to call. So it says in Tanya, as explained in Hasidus, that the concept of Kriya is to reveal. So he tells the level which is not revealed is Ma. 
make the ma which is not revealed into a hundred because the hundred is revealed or to use a classic Rebbeism quantity is greater than quality quality is higher quality is deeper but we live in a quantitative world I'll take in a ma it's not enough that the godliness of the Yechidah should be revealed in other words it's the same idea we had in the Mashon that's the uni backwards the Mashon that's the uni spoke about making Kalim you want to have a hundred kalim and you slow, you have to have ten kalim and levy and one kalim coin. And if you don't have the one kalim coin, pardach avila. Here's fakir. You start out with a pintle yid. I'll take it a mat. It's not enough that you have yiras Hashem at the level of pintle yid. Elameyo, you have to bring that down into your practical and into your daily life. And as a result of this, the Reb explains in the Maimet that one pshat is not replacing the other pshat but that they're actually a tandem. They work together and they complement one another. And he also adds va'ata yisoshis. What is va'ata now yidin? Al-tikrama alamayah now goes as mana golos. When his alam is vestated. In times of golos, the alam is vestated, mo'asham al-kech, it's not enough that you have a pint of the yid, alamayah to reveal godliness in this world. This is, uh, I think, two or three minute rendition of a complete maimut. Okay, and this is the class. What is the significance of saying a hundred brachas with a whole bunch of different interpretations? According to one Kabbalistic interpretation, it's about making vessels. And about the coin to Hasidus, it's about revealing the Abish in this world, which is a very, very powerful lesson. Because we are Lubavitchers. And the centerpiece of Yiddishkeit, according to Lubavitch, is a hundred is qualitatively a lot less than one. But it's quantitatively a lot more. And you sacrifice quality for quantity. I'll take it Don't be a tzaddik in pelts. Elamea, go out of your pelts. Make a hundred other people hidden. Can it be that there will be a deficiency in Eichos and you'll lose something? Maybe. But that's al Ma, it's not enough that you have bittle in a hidden way. Elamea, you should be kaidemea to reveal godliness in this world. And believe that if I don't forget, I'm going to go home tonight and take a piece of paper and write on it that next year when we get to Pashas Egev, I should teach the next words in the Pasuk, Kiyim Liyidah, the other Gemarah. But uh, between now and next year, I'll have plenty of time to forget and make my paper. You rely on me. Okay, but thank you.